0: When you're traveling, do you ever stress about what's happening back home? Like, did you forget to lock up or leave a window open? That's why we totally suggest getting Simply Safe Home Security today for top notch security and peace of mind no matter where your summer adventures take you. That's actually such a good point. I think that is one of the main reasons Peyton and I love Simply Safe as well is that I lock the front door, that I do this, is a window open? You can just tell exactly what's going on in your home.
1: Right, and I I know like when we travel it is so nice to just have that peace of mind to know that your home is okay. There's also a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras that we've installed so we have view of our entire house, every entry point. Plus I just feel relieved knowing that it's backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day.
0: Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect monitoring at Simply safe.com slash husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
1: With summer closing in, I am so ready to ditch my cold weather clothes and say hello to shorts and tees. But I don't want to just buy what's trendy. I want to update timeless, high quality summer pieces that I can utilize for all seasons and years to come without spending a fortune. And now I've got a lineup of beautiful clothes from Quince that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year.
0: Like premium European linen dresses, Blosses and shorts from $30. I'm talking about babe.
1: There's washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's actually because they partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. I actually just ordered their linen shorts, tops, and pants that I plan to wear for this summer because they're lightweight and I'm so excited to get them and start planning my Quince capsule wardrobe for my summer travels. Honestly, I have so much Quince clothing and I love it all.
0: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com husband for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash husband to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash husband
1: Buddy, welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder With My Husband. I'm Peyton Morland.
0: And I'm Garrett Morlin
1: And he's the husband.
0: And I'm the husband.
1: Uh, we're just going to jump right into it. So today we are doing the story of Diane Downs. I got my information from www.thoughtco.com and an ABC 2020 called My Mother's Sins. There's also a Lifetime movie called Small Sacrifices based on the Anne Rule book about this murder. Diane Downs' full name was Elizabeth Diane Fredrickson Downs. She was born August 7th, 1955 in Phoenix, Arizona on May 19th, 1983, which happens to be our anniversary. Oh, yeah. At around 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. Like you (laughs) don't know our anniversary. I
0: know our anniversary. We just had it. I also just had my birthday just in case anyone was wondering. It was May 26th. (laughs) <laughs> and that's all i'm gonna say okay keep going and
1: if you need our p.o box to so send him <laughs> a gift <laughs> just kidding so on may 19th 1983 at around 10 p.m diane rushed into the McKinsey willamette hospital with her three children cheryl her child was dead and danny and christy were barely alive diane had also been shot in the arm diane told the doctors and police that they were shot by a bushy-haired man who had flagged her down on the road and tried to hijack her car when she had refused the man began shooting her children. She said that she pretended to throw her keys while he was distracted, and she jumped back in the car and took off. Her daughter later claims that "hungry like a wolf" was playing on the radio, and the composite sketch that the police released of the man looks like the albino from The Princess Bride. <laughs> the awesome. town after this was in paranoia. So just to set up the way it was.
0: Uh huh. Okay.
1: So Diane was oldest of four children in her family. She moved around until she was about 11 years old. Her parents had conservative values, which Diane followed originally until she was about 14. And just like every other teenager, she wanted to fit in. And so this is when she dropped her name, Elizabeth, and went by her middle name, Diane. And what?
0: Do you know why she did that? Why she dropped her name, Elizabeth? It just seems kind of random.
1: Yeah, I think she just literally wanted to completely change herself. Okay, got it so because she also changed her style like Mm -hmm. everything about herself that she could change she did okay um she began her relationship with Stephen downs who was 16 and lived across the street and her parents obviously did not approve but by the time she was 16 their relationship had become completely sexual they were they were very close they were full-on boyfriend girlfriend and Coming from conservative values, this was frightening for her parents. Yeah. After high school, Stephen joined the Navy, and Diane went to Pacific Baptist Bible College. They were supposed to do, like, the long-distance thing and remain faithful to each other, but Diane failed um, at that after only one year, and she was expelled from her college for promiscuity. Mm. Which, like, okay, so it's a... Baptist College. So what is being promiscuous? Like holding someone's hand, walking down yeah. the hall.
0: It kinda reminds me of that movie. Um what's that movie with the A? It's a book too. Oh. The Scarlet yeah. Easy Letter. A. Oh well, that's not yeah, sorry. Easy A. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds
1: me like Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So they uh they Steven and Diane just keep dating though, even mm-hmm. though she obviously was being promiscuous at college. And in November 1973, they decide to get married. And the marriage was obviously rocky from the beginning um, with them fighting about money and always fighting about infidelity. Diane would leave Stephen to go to her parents' home a lot. Um, But despite these issues, they had their first child in 1974. Her name was Christy. And guys, I'm just going to say it once again. A child does not solve marital problems. It's most likely only going to make them worse. And we see this happen case after case after case. (laughs) So six months after having Christy, Diane joined, well, tried to join the Navy, but she came home after three weeks because of blisters on her feet.
0: I wonder why she wanted to go to the Navy. Like, I, I wonder what made her all of a sudden go... I want to be in the Navy.
1: I think probably just because she needed something to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, her her marriage wasn't good. Yeah, It was a way for her to get out. I mean, a little foreshadowing. I don't think she loved being a mom.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, she later says though, that the real reason she comes home was because Steven was neglecting their daughter, Christy. It wasn't because of blisters on her feet, but Diane liked being pregnant, and that's in quotes. So in 1975, they had their second child, Cheryl Lynn, and also children are not something you should have just because you like being pregnant. Yeah. There's 18 years after being pregnant. That's really hard. (laughs) So Stephen decided to have a vasectomy after this. He was like, yeah, no more. But Diane gets pregnant again anyways and claims that the vasectomy didn't work.
0: Hmm. Okay, fishy. But
1: Stephen claims she's having an affair. So Diane decided to abort the baby, and she named her Carrie. In 1978, the Downs moved to Mesa, Arizona, and both found jobs at a mobile home manufacturing company. There, Diane started having another affair with lots of male coworkers and became pregnant again. So in December of 1979, Stephen Downs, known as Danny Jr., was born. Stephen, the older, the dad, decided to put his name on the birth certificate, even though he says that he was for sure not the father. Like it, the first time was okay, yeah. maybe the me didn't work. The second time was like, okay, she's cheating. Does I'll they mean.
0: even know which kid, which father, who yes. the father is of the yes. kid? Considering mm-hmm. she was sleeping with that many, yes, coworkers? I think that she did know. Okay.
1: So the marriage of Stephen and Diane lasted until 1980, and then they decided to get a divorce. They have three kids. Mm -hmm. Diane spent the next few years moving in and out with men, having affairs with married men, and also trying to rekindle things with Stephen. It seems like having affairs with married men was kind of her thing. Okay. So to help support herself, Diane decided to try to become a surrogate mother. Remember, she likes being pregnant. Yeah. Um, but she failed two psychiatric exams that are required for the applicants. Ooh. This test showed that Diane was actually intelligent, but was psychotic.
0: Surprise, surprise.
1: Diane thought this was hilarious, though, and would brag to all of her friends about it.
0: About failing the test?
1: About being psychotic.
0: Oh, my God. I mean. Because she thought it was like a joke, like, oh, yeah. they thought I was crazy. Yeah. Okay.
1: So in 1981, Diane gets a full time job as a postal carrier for the U.S. post office girl during this time the kids would spend a lot of time with her parents um with Stephen, the father and even with danny's father so they did know who the father was mm-hmm. if the kids were with diane though neighbors really voiced concern for the kids they said that the kids were poorly dressed for the weather and they would ask for food a lot and if diane could not find a sitter that she would just leave six-year-old christy to stay home and care for the children so I'm just, it's safe to say that she was not being a very good mother Mm -hmm. at this point. I know that things were hard in her life, but she decided to have three kids. And so your responsibility is taking care of three kids. Yeah. So Diane finally gets accepted after trying again into the surrogate program later that year. And she was paid $10,000 for carrying a child to term. She decided after this to try and open her own surrogate clinic, but it quickly failed. And I'm just going to say, like, we see this erratic behavior of like i was a surrogate one time i'm now an expert and i'm gonna open my own like i see that common practice with a lot of these cases and the suspect that is involved
0: just like extreme behavior yeah okay
1: so not saying that it's wrong to try to start something but it's more like i've done it one time now i'm an expert going in full force gonna start it, it fails.
0: i mean she did fail that test too I- yeah yeah I'm sure there's some accuracy to that. Yeah.
1: So it was around this time that Diane met co-worker Robert Nick Knickerbocker. Their relationship, mm. um, his name was just Robert Knickerbocker, but they call him Nick.
0: Robert Nick Knickerbocker. Yes, but they call him Nick. <laughs> okay.
1: So their relationship was strong and Diane wanted Nick to leave his wife for her. Surprise, surprise, he was married. Um, Nick started to feel suffocated by Diane and decided he was still in love with his wife. So he ended the relationship with her, with Diane. Diane moved back to Oregon because of it, and she just could not get over Nick. Um, She would write him, and they had their final visit in April of 1983. During this visit, Nick completely rejected her and told her that the reason that their relationship could not continue on and he couldn't leave his wife for her was because he had no interest in, and I quote, being a daddy to her children.
0: I wonder if him rejecting her is what made her want him so bad. Cause oh, it yeah. seemed like with all these other guys, she was just bouncing around probably cause maybe yeah. they liked her. I thought yeah. she was, you know, cute or whatever. Oh,
1: I completely agree. Mm. Um, I mean, I've done that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that, that she's done that. So, um, I do think though that that comment and this final visit of rejection and, For sure, her relationship with Nick being over is what made Diane decide to do what she ends up doing in this story.
0: What did she end up doing?
1: So Diane was unusually calm during the whole aftermath of the carjacking experience. She even voiced surprise that a bullet had hit Danny's spine and not his heart. So like the the doctor comes out and is like, oh, he was hit. Um, in the spine and she was like wait he wasn't hit in the heart hmm. so she had absolutely no tears she told the doctor that the blood was going to ruin her new car the blood that was on the seats in her new car was oh going my to ruin gosh.
0: it That's, okay. this is
1: she's still at the hospital yeah. well, the, one of her children is dead and the other two are dying yeah and all she can think about is the blood in her car
0: interesting
1: so uh she seemed concerned with getting in touch with nick um, but my did not gosh. care to tell even the children's father, Steven, or ask how the kids were doing. So when the doctor would come out, she would say, Hey, can I use your phone? I re- like, I really need to call this guy. Not, Hey, how are my kids doing? Not, Hey, I need to call the kid's father.
0: Yeah. It's like, she, it's like, they're not even her kids. She yeah. her emotions for the, the kids are just like completely off.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, Diane's story does not hold up during the investigation. The blood splatters in the car did not match her version of what had occurred that night. And there was blood splatter on the outside of the car. But Diane had said that the kids were shot inside. So, there's no way that it would have splattered onto the outside of the car. And gunpowder residue was not found where it should have been based upon where she said they were shooting from. The guy, the bushy-haired man.
0: I feel like people forget all the time that how much forensics and how much you can do to yeah. catch somebody that Seriously. murders people she's just like oh my story is going to be great mm-hmm. it's i got this
1: yeah the markings on the bullets found in Diane's home so the cops like went and searched her house and found bullets were also found on the shell casings at the crime scene. So if you've ever watched CSI, literally you can picture the scene I'm talking about. They put it under the microscope, they turn it a little bit, and then they put the other sample under, and they turn it a little bit, and then they match up the lines on the two. And that's exactly what happened here. Her Mm. bullets from her house and the shell casings from the crime scene were the same bullet. Oh, that's so cool. So so (laughs) Diane's arm had been broken when she was shot but it was completely superficial compared to the children's wounds. I mean, one of her children was dead, the other two were yeah. like severely, severely injured ones in a yep. coma. the other one was shot in the spine, and all she did was break her arm with a, like a bullet. Mm-hmm. So she also failed to admit that she had a 22-caliber handgun. The cops said that a twenty-two caliber handgun was the weapon used for the crimes.
0: Oh, I forgot I had that there. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, they didn't like match the gun specifically and say it's for sure this one, but it was that type of gun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when cops discovered her diary, they found an obsessive amount of writing about her love for Robert Knickerbocker. And a lot about him not wanting to raise her kids. Like she just kept stewing over the fact that he didn't want to be a part of her kid's life.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: They also discovered a unicorn that Diane had purchased a couple days before the crime. Um, the kids' names had all been inscribed onto it as if she it was like a shrine to their memory. But keep in mind, they weren't dead or dying yet.
0: Mm, yeah. their selection is designed to captivate and surprise, ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination.
1: New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com MWMH or text MWMH to
0: 500-500. We're jumping into an ad right now and I, no joke. I've had this question I think about all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra colostrum. Our audience, receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot slash husband.
1: So a man ended up coming forward later to tell the police that that night of the hijacking, he had actually passed Diane on the road because she was driving five miles per hour to the hospital
0: with the kids in the car with the
1: kids in the car dying she told the police she rushed she sped to the hospital and this guy vividly remembers passing her on the highway because she was only driving five miles an hour
0: what in the world
1: she was waiting for them to die
0: yeah that's horrible
1: so my favorite line from the interrogations which keep in mind a lot of these interrogations are broadcast because it This crime, I mean, these three kids are shot, one of them dead, the other two critically injured, and it's a mom. It kind of went widespread. Yeah, This is a pretty popular case. And so you can watch a lot of these interrogations. But the detective says, Diane, your story stinks. And she says, better go get some deodorant. Literally (laughs) genius. What in the...
0: I I mean... I'm not going to lie. It's kind of weird the cops said your story stinks, though. I guess it's kind of weird <laughs> language. I don't know. I know.
1: But I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, that That's that what said. she replied with. So during the interrogation, she changes her story multiple times and also admits at one time that she knows who did it, but she isn't going to tell the cops. So they're like, Diane, Diane, you've been changing your story. What you? And she's like, you know what? Actually, I think I know who did it, but I'm not going to tell you because you're the cops and that's your job. So you go figure it out.
0: It's super secret.
1: <laughs> yeah, my kids are... <laughs> One's dead and the rest are yeah. dying, but I'm I, not. I can't tell you. I can't do your job for you.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: The strongest evidence against Diane ended up actually being her surviving daughter, Christy, who was old enough to kind of comprehend what was going on, but she was in a coma. She couldn't talk months after the crime because of a stroke that she had suffered from the attack.
0: Oh, that's horrible.
1: When Diane would visit Christy in the hospital, so keep this in mind like her kids are still in the hospital and she has access to them because they're her children. Yeah. Christy would show signs of fear and her vitals would spike, but she couldn't say anything because she'd had a stroke and she couldn't talk, which is just scary. Yeah. When she had finally relearned how to communicate, she went to therapy and she wouldn't talk about what happened. They would ask her about that night and she was too traumatized. Like to Yeah. The therapist finally told her to write what happened and write down the name of who had shot her and then they would just burn it because it wasn't like she was admitting to it if it was getting burned and the therapist wouldn't look at it so they kept doing this until over and over and over until she wasn't ready to burn it anymore and she was ready to read it and so finally when the therapist read it she went and told the prosecutors the truth she said that that night Diane had randomly pulled over on the side of a quiet road and got out and got something from the trunk. This
0: is what the daughter wrote. Yeah. She, she's
1: telling this to the prosecutors.
0: Okay. The, the therapist is telling this to the prosecutors. Yes. Okay.
1: So Diane had randomly pulled over on the side of a quiet road and got out to get something from the trunk. She got back in, kneeled on the front seat and began shooting Christy and her siblings.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: She then shot herself, wrapped her arm up in a towel, and drove slowly to the hospital. So, this is what I think is, I mean, that whole sent—that whole paragraph I just read is atrocious. Yeah. But as a mom, she wrapped her own wound and continued driving, but didn't wrap any of the children's oh, wounds. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, she obviously didn't care about...
1: I I don't have any kids, but I have your siblings. I have people in my life that I care dearly for, and uh-huh. I would always instinctively not even thinking about it make sure that they were being taken care oh, of
0: i think that's just a natural instinct yeah 100 percent
1: diane continued to put off the police by claiming that the man might have known her but the police obviously did not believe her and on february 28th 1984 after Christy had admitted what happened nine months after the tragedy diane downs was arrested and charged with murder attempted murder and criminal assault for her three children Wow. Diane ended up getting pregnant again.
0: Oh my gosh. Before
1: going to trial. And it came to be discovered that she showed up to someone who she used to deliver mail to, like on her route. She Uh just showed up to this man's house with whiskey and some pot. And slept with him randomly. I so she pregnant. it was 100% on purpose. She's, she claims that she was missing her children so much that she needed another one and she knew she was ovulating.
0: Whoa, this lady's crazy.
1: Yeah. So the trial began May 10th, 1984 and lasted six weeks. Diane was so super pregnant at the trial. And so the prosecution was worried because how do you convict a nine month pregnant woman to life in prison for killing her children? Well, one uh, of her children. That's a good point. So prosecutor Fred Hughey laid the state's case out and Diane's daughter, Christy testified against her own mother, which is a really big deal. Yeah, it is, is super traumatic, not only for children to revisit the trauma they've been to and talk about it, but to get up in front of an audience and in front of their own mother, who's sitting in front of them and talk about it.
0: Yeah. Cause I think it would be easier if, it, if that girl was older, like yes. me, right? Yeah. Cause, I, Cause I know logically like what my mom just tried to kill me. Yeah. Like,
1: but she wasn't that old. I mean yeah. old enough to know what happened, but
0: Exactly, which probably made it so hard. That's crazy.
1: So, during the trial, the prosecutor even played the song Hungry Like a Wolf because that was the song that she, that the Christie claims was playing on the radio when the, her mom started shooting her and her siblings, mm-hmm. killing one of them. And when they play the song for the jury and everyone, Diane is sitting obviously next to her team. Yeah. And she starts dancing. Like just you know, clapping along, moving her head, nodding her head, tapping her feet to the song. That she killed her ch- one of her children too, but shot the rest of her children. What? And so, obviously, her person was like She's her. Gr- def- her defense team was like, stop, stop. What are you doing? Stop. You know.
0: Yeah. Um. She's just grooving out in the middle of yeah court.
1: The defense claimed that Diane's father had sexually abused her, and that was her reason for um. Being promiscuous, getting pregnant again, and her inappropriate behavior, the jury found Diane guilty on all charges. All the evidence was stacked against her, was stacked against her, and she was sentenced to life in prison plus fifty years. Whoa! Pregnant, nine months pregnant, about to give birth. So
0: she's gonna be in there Big for deal. life.
1: Yeah. So in 1986, prosecutor Fred Hughey, the guy who put her in prison, adopted Christy and Danny, the wow. two remaining living children. Diane um, had gave birth to her fourth child who was named Amy, but she was immediately removed from Diane and adopted. She was given a new name of Rebecca Babcock and Diane's father denied the accusation of incest. And Diane later recanted the claim stating she was only doing it to try to help the trial. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So can we go back for a second to the car? So she just pulled over shot all them like there's no other information just shot them and
1: yeah she pulled over got the gun out of the trunk came back and kneeled on her front seat which is why the blood splatter uh-huh. so what she claimed was the bushy-haired man leaned in through the window and, and shot. shot them so that's why she kneeled yes so she opened her door and kneeled and her whole her whole story with the bushy haired man doesn't make sense because think about this time it's what the eighties
0: yeah and
1: she's driving a car, which most likely was not a push to start. Am I correct?
0: (laughs) Yes, you are correct.
1: So she claims that he, she had taken the keys out, right? Yep. And then pretended to throw them, but then so that he could go get them.
0: But then somehow got back in the
1: car and somehow hungry like a wolf was playing. Hmm. Do you ever find that when you're traveling, you can't help but worry about what's going on back home? Like, again, did you remember to lock up everything or close all the windows? It's so easy for those little concerns to nag at you while you're trying to enjoy your trip. And that's why we highly recommend looking into Simply Safe home security today. It's all about giving you the top-notch security and total peace of mind, no matter where your summer adventures take you. It's like having that extra layer of protection so you can truly relax and enjoy your time away.
0: Simply Safe has given us and many of our listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at slash husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
1: Would music still play if a car was started? Yeah, if started? you turn
0: your key, well, at least in my truck that But I had. she
1: claimed that she had the keys outside of the car. The key was not in the ignition. Oh, well,
0: then, no, I don't think it. Will. I don't know. i I don't think it would i feel like sometimes when i would take my keys out it would actually play until i opened my door
1: yeah but her door would have been open she'd gotten out to talk to the guy yeah
0: they probably they probably wouldn't have so from
1: the get-go the story just didn't make sense in general Mm -hmm. so um her father who she claimed sexually abused her still believes to this day that diane is innocent And he is offering $100,000 to anyone who can offer information on the man, the bushy-haired man, who shot her and her children.
0: If anybody finds the bushy-haired man, let me know. I'd be really interested. (laughs) I just think
1: it's like parents can't accept. I don't know. I'm not a parent.
0: Unless, I don't know, maybe, is he still alive? I don't know. Oh, okay. So, on July 11th,
1: 1987... Diane actually escapes the correctional center by scaling a barbed wire fence.
0: Was she pregnant? No. Okay. But
1: still, <laughs> this girl. Um, and she claims that she was looking for the bushy-haired stranger that had hurt her children.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: But she was recaptured 10 days later, and she received an additional five-year sentence for the escape and was moved to California after the attempt because the prosecutor who adopted her two children was scared that she was coming back for the kids and he didn't live that far away from the correctional center yeah might I just add when she escaped prison she went to a they found her at a house of an inmate's husband so someone that she was in prison with a girl said oh yeah this is where I live and then she went to that address and was sleeping with the inmate's husband that's what that's where they found her
0: out of all the she could have escaped like she She could have left the country no
1: she went just a little bit of ways
0: because it was 10 days yeah what
1: yeah so she was eligible for parole in 2008 but claimed her innocence and was denied I mean I don't know it seems like sometimes to get parole you have to say you're guilty yeah which is kind of hard if there's people who aren't guilty yeah but um yeah i don't know so i don't i i don't know but she has continuously changed her story around even accusing the police of being the bushy-haired man and she received a second parole hearing just in 2010 and refused to take responsibility again and so she was denied and she will be eligible for parole again this year in 2020
0: so she's still in yes in california okay
1: So the interviews for this story that was on the media because it blew up were so bad. I think it was the main reason that America prosecuted her, not the jury, but like everyone thought she was guilty because of the interviews which she was giving. And we see this with narcissistic, Mm -hmm. psychotic behavior. Um, There's interviews where she talks about the blood spilling out of her daughter's mouth while she was driving. And then she like. Finishes up the sentence with a smile. Like, oh, yeah, the blood was just spilling out of her mouth. What? Um, She laughs when she's reenacting the gruesome shootings. Like, she's going, oh, he came to the car and he did this. And she's all chuckling and, like, making light conversation with the people. She claims that they were out sightseeing that day. And, and she just talks so nonchalantly about the death of one of her children and the attempted deaths of the others. That's
0: crazy. I'm surprised that the, her defense team didn't try to claim insanity. I know. Because she sounds like she's a little bit I crazy. I bet she
1: wouldn't have let them. That's the type she Yeah, she, she seems like, yep. Okay, yeah. that's a good point. So she also complains in interviews um, that people were calling her lucky. Like someone was like, well, do you find yourself lucky? I mean, your, your children were severely injured and you just got shot in your arm. And she was like, I don't count myself lucky. I can't eat. I haven't been able to tie my shoes for two months. My kids were lucky because they just died. They didn't have to endure this pain of having to go through the pain that I'm living with.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad she's in prison. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: So, yeah, those interviews, you can look them up on YouTube. Just Diane Downs interviews. She's so creepy. She laughs. She Uh, smiles. It's so eerie. That's nuts. Yeah. And I'll put, I will post some of these clips and images on our social media. So go follow us. Um, We are Murder with My Husband on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, those are linked in the episode notes as well as all of our sources.
0: Yeah. We are continuing to do one a week, every single week.
1: Yeah. We've been getting a lot of good feedback on our social media. So if you're interested in joining in those conversations or, you know, kind of seeing what other people were thinking about some of these murders, go check those out.
0: And we can start like discussions on Facebook or Instagram or I don't know anything.
1: Totally. And also,
0: well, my wife can. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Just remember that a share, a like, a follow word of mouth really truly helps us out. Leaving reviews I mean, we really want to keep doing this and we really want to take it farther. So we're trying to work on, you know, doing that on our end. And we would really appreciate the help on your end.
0: Yeah. Like, please leave a review if you can, like my wife said, on Spotify, Apple, whatever it is. It really does help.
1: Yeah, we would love that. And yeah, that is the story of Diane Downs. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye.